Discuss On Air presents CX Plus U. Hey there, welcoming you to another edition of DX Plus U, the most ridiculously refreshing podcast on all things to do with outsourcing that you're going to hear today. And it is a pleasure to have you back. Uh, not just you, actually, it's a pleasure to have you back. Max, my colleague uh, across the seas in Croatia. How are you doing, Max? Are you okay? Hey, Nathan. Good morning. Doing great. And uh, looking forward to having uh, another discussion, episode three, summarizing some of the stuff we already talked and then with another big topic, uh, recruitment and retention. Yeah, it's going to be sad to say goodbye. I've really enjoyed, um, I've really enjoyed our, our our chats, and I hope the listeners have too. But I think we finish on a on a you know a really interesting subject today, and one that's going to be on the forefront of you know the minds of I know all our existing partners, but you know all uh, businesses out there, you know in in this current landscape. And that subject, uh, without further ado, is recruitment and retention. So how can how can businesses you know, attract, I mean, it's an age old question, right? How do you attract the, you know, the best staff? And then once you've got the best staff and you've invested, you know, lots and lots of money in, you know, ensuring that they can do the job well, how do you keep them? Uh, but I would say the difference at the moment is that certainly in, in my very short lifetime, as you, as, as you know, I'm a very, very, very young man, um, you know, how employees have uh you know an upper hand really at the moment uh, you know is a it's a job seekers market out there like like one that i've never i've not seen it this strong before so it's harder than ever and, and customer service you know as a career is notoriously difficult when it comes to things like attrition you know even in sort of simpler times let's say so so i think there's a lot to to really talk about here today and hopefully you know we can deliver a lot of value for the for the listeners out there yeah so definitely i see this more and more you know in the business world wherever you go not just our customer service industry but you know really for us the name of the game for the last three years was recruitment and sourcing and really you know talent as you said finding the great finding the best people and then you know how to keep them because also as you mentioned attrition it's a really big topic in our industry um obviously you know you're you attract the talent, you train the right people, they're, you know, delivering on certain projects, supporting the products and services of our customers. And, you know, every time someone leaves the company, you bring on a new person on board and there's this, you know, time frame that the person goes through this learning curve and it's a constant investment. But, you know, if you're constantly having to replace people, then basically you're always having a, you know, good percentage of people providing services that aren't on the highest level of quality, aren't on the highest level of knowledge. And, you know, customers definitely sense this. So you really wanna focus on, you know, keeping the, the right talent because it's costly if you don't even, even simply from a financial perspective. Well, do you know what, Max? I know that you have been sort of in past work over at the operation, Tuscus operation in, in Croatia with recruitment. So I can actually feel a slight twinge of pain in, in your voice as you recount some of those stories and, and I know other listeners will be able to really relate to that I guess where we should start I feel is you know you know where the journey starts and and that, and that often you know often is what it always is really the recruitment of of the teams that you're looking to build as I say you've been really involved in a lot of the recruitment for you know customer support teammates uh, in Croatia um, we were talking about this before, right, and thinking, what are you really looking to do as a recruiter? Is it all about sort of going out into the market, 
you know, marketing yourself as hard as you can in the right places. I mean, there, there is an element of that. But I think we both agreed, really, that, you know, the easiest way and the way that Taskus have always uh, tended to do it uh, is to become really that kind of paragon of good employment in the market through word of mouth more than anything. I mean, you know, a statistic that I think all businesses should sort of be aware of is, you know, how many of your team come from word of mouth referrals from your existing employees, right? And that comes from, uh, you know, I'm going to sound like a UK politician looking for re-election at the moment, but I'm going to say a word three times, culture, culture, culture. Now, how important, you know, on the ground working actually within those campaigns is this word culture when looking to attract employees, you know, for our client campaigns? Yeah, so definitely. Culture was, you know, a huge, huge, maybe even like the core piece of the puzzle of, you know, I wouldn't want to say solving because you're dealing with recruitment and retention challenges every day, but, you know, a key piece, definitely culture. And one more topic, which I would also introduce, work from home. This enabled us, you know, to spread out not only in Croatia, where we had sites and a work from home operation, but, you know, to the entire region, uh, north, east and south from here, basically the Balkans, the CEU region. So that was also a huge one for us. Um, so beginning of this period, as I mentioned, last three years, the name of the game for us was recruitment and retention of talent. You know, we are obviously we have a couple of teammates in Serbia, a couple of teammates in Bosnia, and the most of the companies in Croatia. Now we wanna, we are in front of this exponential growth, and you know our clients are looking for us to improve on you know our team sizes, the services we offer, different lines of businesses. So we need great people for this. Obviously, going into a new market, it's an entirely different story. So what we did is first we talked to our existing teammates in Serbia, asking them, guys, you know. What can we do to improve? What do you like about us? And simply listening to them, collecting this feedback was really valuable uh, for us to implement in the strategy of recruiting in these markets because it's a different culture. And that's simply talking to them what happens and in, in combination of having this digi these digital recruitment campaigns and so on. We realized in our recruitment funnels, we had a higher and higher percentage of teammates who came to us by referrals. So simply, you know, talking to your existing teammates on you know on trying to understand why they work why they work here why they like it and getting them to open up about what can be improved simply that brought a lot to what you said you know word of mouth people coming to us and then of course uh, you try to collect this feedback you you ask them for esat surveys empss which is i think the most important indicator if you're trying to recruit through word of mouth and by referrals I'm just going to hone in on one word. Sorry, I'm going to hone in one word you said there, Max, because um, sort of recruitment is as much about talking to the market as listening to the market. And that applies doubly for sort of company culture and understanding, you know, how to be, as we've said, that that kind of beacon of employment within any area. And, you know, you talked about listening. So, you know, at Taskus, we consistently all the way through the year have um, employer satisfaction surveys and there's a real focus on on listening to our existing employees our existing teammates to understand and help us drive our business in the direction that is not only going to make life better for them and more enjoyable for for, for everyone within the business but also you know to attract and and, and welcome in uh, new talent 
Um, so, you know, listening and understanding, I'd say, are two important points. And I'd like to just, we were talking uh, before this podcast and you, you recounted, you know, a really interesting story that involved one of our founders, Jasper, uh, and also the uh, CEO of Hulu, which is obviously the business in Croatia that Taskus acquired. It was a story about how, you know, really listening and understanding, you know, your employees' priorities. What's important, understanding what's important to your employees rather than what, than what you as a business or you as a, an owner or a founder or whatever think is important. And I, and I think this story really sort of encapsulated that. Would you, would you mind sharing it with us now? Yeah, I was lucky and had the opportunity to witness. Uh, it was uh, the initial meeting when Dom and Jasper met for the first time, simply, you know, talking, exchanging thoughts and seeing if, you know, partnering up is something that makes sense uh, for their companies. So, you know, from Dom's point of view, he always has this saying, you know, great customer support cannot be faked. And, you know, it really makes sense when you think about it, you know, someone who is not motivated, who's not satisfied with his job on an everyday basis, you know, is not going to be able to, to transfer this energy to end customers, you know, on a daily basis, repetitive time. So it's and obviously, if you're doing a good job, if you have a great culture and, you know, if you ensure that your employees are constantly, you know, satisfied, motivated, that their feedback is heard, that, you know, they and also that they see that they have a career opportunity, a growth path and so on. And then Jasper, he came back with a uh, pretty cool story. He, he completely obviously understood Dom. And from, from their perspective, if you have a great culture, it solves recruitment, retention, motivated employees, and so on. And Jasper came back to him with uh, how basically when they started in the Philippines, you play sports together and so on. And what they did, you know, but what is this culture? So they measured it. And the first time actually got results back, I think they had like a EMPS score of, something around 20 or maybe even below you know it was a cold shower it was a shock to them because they thought they were doing an amazing job around culture so they basically digest everything and see where they can improve and dating to today what they did to improve on this it was you know it, it doesn't only start and you know it's not only obviously it starts from the top but you need to transfer this culture all the way down so what they did to get their leadership on board was tying performances and kpis of uh, management directly to the EMPS and ESAT scores of the teammates. And then what you do on top of that is you ask them for feedback constantly, which is, you know, why Jasper and Bryce till today still have, you know, their emails open to the entire company, constantly asking them for advice and you know, where to improve. So it's a top way down, but basically it's a closed feedback loop because you, you really need this feedback. And it's not easy getting someone to, you know, fully opening up to you on what you can do to improve. And then basically you constantly listen to your people and you know try what new initiative it's an old saying but you've got two ears and one mouth and i think that goes double for when you know you're looking to retain staff um if you're not listening to them then it you're gonna you're gonna see um attrition uh, further down the line i'd like to sort of focus in on attrition yeah i'd like to focus in on attrition here uh, because you know that is really whether a business understands it or not and i know a lot of our clients really do you know, it is one of the greatest costs and most disruptive things that can happen within a business. Um, I was reading uh, just before, you know, just before we came online today, actually, I was looking at some sort of facts and figures around attrition and a book about keeping the people who keep you in business by Lee Branham um, was talking about the actual costs of losing an employee 
and, and and I know I've heard it before, but I think this statistic could really it just really hits home. You know, the cost of losing an employee can range for twenty from twenty five percent to two hundred percent of that employee's salary. Now, that I mean, it's a massive cost that when when you think about it. But what what really strikes me there is is the issue is not just that cost on its own. You know, it's the elements that that cause even more disruption and more damage potentially in the long term. Which is, I mean, yes, you can you will lo- you will potentially lose customers. You will potentially lose revenue. You know, uh, ramp up time for a new employee to be as productive as a as a tenured employee. You know that that in itself is part of that cost. But that staff morale, you know, the the cohesiveness of a group, I think, is one of the one of the sort of most damaging elements. And what I guess I'd like to deliver today on the on this podcast is maybe the reasons behind, but also you know how as a customer support operation like Taskus, particularly in Croatia, because that's where we're focused today, how we're solving and and things for for our listeners to think about. We talk about attracting and retaining employees and one of the biggest questions today that, that probably wasn't around three years ago, well certainly wasn't around three years ago, was this question on work from home hybrid working. Uh, you know, it's a, hot to- it's a hot topic. In fact, actually, Max, we've had our first ever uh, listener call in with a question. So, um, here, first time caller, long time listener, Mr. E. Musk has, uh, has got in touch with us here at Taskus Plus U. And he wants us to to talk a little bit about the pros and cons of hybrid working and, and the effect that it can have. I know he's had some issues deciding on whether to work from the office or work from home for his employees. It's something in Croatia that you guys do well and, and do a lot of. So I'd like to I'd like for you to maybe sort of share some of your learnings with our listeners now, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, definitely. And it doesn't often go hand in hand one with the other. So, um, you know, obviously we wouldn't be here today if we didn't have, uh, the benefit of, you know, working from home for our employees, but also for our clients, because, you know, it's, it's the difference between having a site and, you know, being able to recruit from just a certain city or, uh, from an entire region, you, you know, the, the, the recruitment scope is much wider and, I'm not going to repeat myself because obviously we talked about this, but what's happening nowadays is in competitive markets, as we talked, you know, I'm shopping online and the competitor is just one tab away. It's the same in recruitment. So, you know, someone who's looking for a job in customer service speaks well German, you know, the, the, the competition is just one tab away and basically everyone is offering work from home. So it's kind of becoming a standard and something that, uh, you know, employees are asking asking as, uh, you know, a foundation of even starting thinking about having a working relationship with you. So it's something you have to be able to offer by default. Obviously, there are some cases uh, where, you know, it's mandatory and it's really better for teams to work on site. But generally speaking, work from home is a huge benefit and a standard in today's world, but also a huge, I'd say, even need for us and for our clients in order to be able to attract the best possible talent. So can I just test you there, Max? I, I, you know, I hear, yeah. you, I hear you say it's a huge benefit, you know, and it, it gives you that sort of competitive edge that we talked about earlier. Um, employees, a lot of employees expect it or they will look for it. But we focused a lot on culture early on in this discussion. I think when I talk to a lot of my clients out there or, or you know, contacts, one of the issues that they may have with regards to uh, work from home is 
how can you build a culture that breeds you know conscientiousness productivity uh, employee well-being when all of your employees are working from home and are never in the office together or rarely in the office together how do you guys do it yeah so for us for us this was one of the largest challenges that we faced obviously when we started we were all on site you know we were a small happy company the top level management you know was on a daily basis hanging out and talking to teammates uh, so, you know, somehow culture and energy transfer and you're having a great environment happens by default. Now, you know, what happens to us is, you know, when everyone switched to work from home mode, how do you keep this? Like, because you're not spending the same time, uh, you know, mingling, talking, listening uh, to one another and so on. So for us, this was, you know, simple, you know, tips and tricks that you do and implement from, you know, we had coffee break rooms uh, that were open. Uh, you know, basically 24-7, when you're working, you go on a break, you jump into a, um, this kind of Zoom room with other people and, you know, simply mingle. Um, you know, having after work activities like uh, pub quizzes, having various speakers coming and sharing their knowledge to their, which are open to the entire company, um, offering, you know, additional uh, benefits such as quarterly or once in a year team meetups that you host and bring everyone together um, to physically meet um, you know having more entire team sessions where people talk to each other that's work related but not work related and this basically resulted this summer we had a couple of teams that met out of work on their own they, they became they never seen each other in person they've been working in the same team for a year and you know, uh, obviously, summer everyone in Croatia and the region travels to the seaside, and they were organizing meetups during their vacation days. Um, and this is what happened as a result: the teammates were starting to transfer this culture back, and then we actually learned from them. So, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, a couple of examples that you know you can do, but it it really is a challenge. I, I'm not saying we we figured it out, but an important thing is to constantly you know listen to them. What can we do? better job that you guys feel more connected and you know for us it was also sending as task as you know sending swag um, often you know giveaways that you send directly to your teammates so they feel all when you know wearing hoodies uh, so they can decorate their home office environment with the same branding as the team they're working in simply to feel part of a team as wearing a jersey um, so you know simple things like that uh, you can do to improve but definitely always collect feedback and listen to your teammates and what you can do. That's great, thanks, Max. Um, I guess it'd be interesting now to to um, well, I guess it's the time now to to really start to think about some takeaways that we can offer uh, our listeners on this really important subject. We're talking about outsourcing in Europe here, and um, when we talk about culture, and we've given. Some, I, th I think some really interesting insights on, on how task us, the culture and, and the well-being of our teammates is, you know, of, of paramount importance to us. So I think we've got some really interesting insights into sort of how we've gone about that. But I guess for every business, it's different. And as a takeaway, I would say, you know, look for the partner that really aligns with your culture as a business. The employees that your partner are recruiting and retaining, hopefully, um, are an extension of, of your brand. You know, they are the face of your brand to your customers. So, you know, it's really important to find the partner that has the right culture for your business. I would build up on top of that and simply say, 
you know, obviously, when you have two founders looking into partnering up together and the, the main conversation, the first conversation is all about culture. It speaks to the importance, but it's not only a top down thing. You have to get the entire leadership and management team on board. And we you know, talked on some examples on how you can tie the performance, the KPIs, the motivation for your managers directly to the ESAT surveys and ENPS course. So you're ensuring that with every decision that's being made, that you know you have this frontline first culture in mind and you're thinking about the teammates first. So measure, try and measure culture, collect feedback, and then make decisions based on data. Not everything is going to work and it's not a one size fits all, but you're definitely having a good direction if you're talking to your teammates and collecting the information that they're giving you and making decisions based upon that. And then if you're doing that, the chances are you are a good employer and you are doing a better job in retaining your talent, your people. Now, if that is happening, you simply you know, throw marketing into the mix and you are a well-branded employer on the market, you know, things start spreading with word of mouth um, and then you're doing a better job recruiting your people. So it really starts with culture, but then goes really hand in hand with minimizing attrition, retaining talent and, you know, enabling you to recruit. And then you throw in work from home in the mix and a couple of, uh, you know, quick wins, which we talked about. And I think that is a good direction that you can do, you know, to face these challenges today listening which you've covered there you know listen we're not just talking about listen to your employees listen to the market so work from home is an example of that understand you know explore those options that you're hearing about um because if your competitors are competitors are offering things that you're not in terms of recognition in terms of benefits in terms of you know in terms of salary in terms of working conditions then you're going to be on the back foot and if you're not listening to your existing employees exactly in the way that you've just said then you're not really going to understand what's important to them and what's going to allow you to retain that talent. So, yeah, absolutely. Culture, listen. I think, you know, the podcast today is almost the bedrock on which those other other elements are built. Uh, You know, for my money, getting the right culture, which in uh, turn allows you to recruit and then retain the best talent out there in the market for your customers is almost yeah, the foundation on which everything else is built. Yeah, definitely, Nathan. Uh, I think you nailed it here. You're not going to be competitive if you don't have the right people um, on board. And you're not going to be able you know, to offer uh, all of these multilingual, various different skills, servicing different business lines across various culture, countries and cultures in Europe if you are not able to retain and recruit the right talent. So it definitely is the bedrock and then speaks to the last two episodes that we've discussed i'd like to thank you all for listening to us thank you max uh, for for joining us from croatia or joining me from croatia thank you again to our listeners for tuning into this episode of cx plus you if you enjoyed this episode follow us on spotify to catch the next one uh, it won't be me and max but it'll be someone potentially far more interesting so you know keep your eyes and ears peeled you can discover more about Taskus by visiting our website taskus.com and following us on social channels on linkedin twitter facebook and instagram till then this is nathan and this is max saying have a ridiculously good day